0: It's a magnet, it's the motor for the building to provide for for services and flexibility. I think personally that it will be the new normal of a multi-tenant office building. You need to provide services to your tenants, they demand it.
1: Hi there and welcome to a new series of the podcast No Stone Unturned from Sevels. In this podcast we will talk about the trends and developments in the Dutch real estate market. From hotels to offices and from retail to senior living. I am Charlotte Harmsen and in this episode I'm going to talk about flexible offices. How do you value an office of which you don't know how long the tenant will stay? I'm going to talk about this topic with my guest, Robert Sparreboom, head of customer excellence at NSI, an investor in offices and responsible for its flexible office concept, HNK. Welcome, Robert.
0: Well, thank you very much.
1: Uh, first of all, how do we define flexible offices?
0: Good question. Uh, I think there are a lot of definitions. Uh, everybody knows somewhat what a flexible office uh, is. Uh, there's not one definition, I think, but it, uh, it, it's um, mainly uh, a building or part of a building that is leased or owned by an operator. Uh, and within the building they offer a range of business services um, and flexible office solutions, uh, such as serviced offices, uh, meeting rooms, events, but offer also um, uh, amenities such as reception, uh, catering, Uh, And it's usually branded.
1: Do you think that definition has changed the last years?
0: I think the definition of flexibility has changed. Not so much the definition of a flex office or what is a flex office. But flexibility, yeah, because everybody thought that flexibility was short lease term and that's it. Uh, As long as I can rent for three months and then it's flexible. But I think flexibility is also uh, the possibility to make use of services that the operator or owner provides to you as a tenant. Uh, for instance, uh, furniture as a service uh, or uh, spillover works. Stations within the building, uh, so it's it's broader than just a contract.
1: And uh, how flexible is your own office where, where you uh, are located with NSI? <laughs> uh,
0: well, it's it's quite new. We uh, we moved uh, one year ago uh, to our new office uh, uh, location, and yeah, one of the main ideas of the interior design was that we want to offer all kinds of work, yeah, solutions. So focused work, uh, individual work. Collaboration spaces, but also just uh, spaces where you can get together in an informal manner. Uh, so we have a living room, a large couch, screen on the wall, uh, and you can use it just to you know catch up uh, with a cup of coffee, but also use it as a place where you get your team together and uh, discuss what you're going to do uh, the, uh, for the week. So uh, yeah. Quite flexible.
1: I've been to to your new uh, uh, office, and uh, I must say, of course, it's not flexible in the terms of probably you have a long term lease with uh,
0: with ourselves with <laughs> yourself. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> um, but what I really liked about it was that, um, for instance, the meeting rooms in in most offices, like all meeting rooms, are sort of the same. There's a table and a screen, maybe now, and you uh, know, like a, a, a speakerphone on the, on yeah. the on the table. Yeah. Uh, but you also have meeting rooms that have like uh, comfortable sofas. You have high bar chairs uh, and, and and high tables, uh, yeah. so you can really choose. Okay, in what kind of mood am I, or what are we discussing today? And then select your uh, meeting room. Yeah,
0: we specifically created a collaboration space uh, with a uh, digital screen and uh, a very long table that that moves in height. So, uh, like you said, if you want to uh, do a more active uh, session, then that uh, yeah, that's possible. So. uh yeah, we got really good uh, response from our colleagues. So uh,
1: yeah. yeah, that's so important, right? Yeah. yeah. And and um, of course has a flexible office uh, concept. H and K recently rebranded. Yeah. Could you tell us a little bit more about yeah, what's special about H and K?
0: Well, H and K is uh, like you said our uh, our own flex office brand. I think what's special is that we uh, own the building as uh, the owner and operator in one and the complete building is an h and And well, like I mentioned in the definition, that's what we do. We offer more than just uh, a bare office uh, meter, but we offer all kinds of, uh, of office solutions uh, for short-term, but also long-term. And it ranges in term from, you can lease with us from three months up to 10 years and you can do that for, uh, 50 meters or 20 meters up to 5000 meters just what you want um, and what we uh, did last year is rebrand h uh, uh, with a specific focus now on sustainability well-being and comfort so everything that we do has to be in line with uh, with those three pillars.
1: Was the driver of that sort of the, the, the rising demand for uh, ESG criteria from tenants? Or was it really from, you know, I know NSI also has uh, an ESG roadmap um, contributing to uh, several uh, um, sustainable development goals. So was it sort of uh, demand driven or, or governance driven?
0: I think both ways and they, they came together. And uh, like you said, with, uh, with NSI, we have a clear roadmap for all our buildings, including the H&K buildings. Okay, this is what we need to do in order to get to, uh, to Paris Proof. And we got more and more feedback from our uh, customers in our yearly surveys. You know, are we doing enough in sustainability? Are we informing you uh, enough on it? And we really got the feedback that they want more. And we also see it as something that we can help them with. You know, If we um, uh, can make sure that everything is done in the right way in the building. And if you come and lease with us, you know you, you can, you can mark the it. checkbox. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: And um, so are you branding it more as sort of uh, flexible office space, or do you see it more as office as a service?
0: Uh, more office as a service, I think. Yeah. Because flexibility is possible also. Within other buildings that we have,
1: in the conventional in, in the space. conventional
0: space, yeah, yeah.
1: One of the new clients, uh, I think, for you that you have set up with flex space is ING, uh, one of uh, Netherlands' largest uh, corporate banks. Yeah. Um, is that really a sort of a new type of client for you? And how do you accommodate them? As you say, they may not all corporates know how to incorporate flex in their housing <laughs> strategy. So have you? Uh, also help them with sort of their workplace strategy uh, and how to combine flex with conventional.
0: In the case with ING, we're um, creating with NSI a, a new building for them, mm-hmm. developing, and that's around 40,000 square meters. And they will use around 35,000 square meters and 5,000, 6,000 square meters will be in HK within the same building. Yeah. Uh, and that really gives them the comfort that they have the flexibility next to them they have that spill over meeting rooms, workstations, or even offices. Uh, it gives also the possibility for startups or scale ups that are connected to them to 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 be near them but not within their office.
1: Yeah, so sort of like financial tech startups or exactly,
0: something. Exactly, exactly. But if you look at a company like ING, they've you know their security measures are are. So you know they're not really
1: suitable for a multi-tenant building. Not suitable building, yeah. for,
0: for for standard multi tenant building. No.
1: And um, how do you sort of keep it flexible, but also give ING the possibility to uh, to scale up? Because it it could be that the HK space is filled up by these yeah, fintech yeah. Uh, companies. Yeah,
0: let's hope so <laughs> as well. Uh, but. Uh, I think that, that, that comes back to, okay, what kind of products do you offer? Um, we have our managed offices. Those are serviced offices. And of course you try to aim for 100% occupancy in, in, in those offices, but you, you usually see that you won't get 100% 80, 90 max. Uh, so there's always some, some space there. Uh, but um, what we also try to offer is co-working zones that can't be booked all the time. Uh, meeting rooms that are pay-per-use as well. Uh, so there's always possibility to, to use them. Uh, and if the demand is, is so high, then we create more. Uh, so uh, there's always space to move and always uh, extra yeah, room.
1: And um, I've done some background uh, research on you, of course. And I saw that earlier in your career, uh, you worked in the valuation department of yeah. a, a real estate uh, advisor. And how was flexible office space valued back then
0: well i didn't do really that much flexible office spaces at the time i think it, we didn't have a team for that as well so i think that also says what how the market has evolved since uh, since, since then. then yeah but uh, of course we did a lot of hotels and you know you look at their operating model and their revenues and their ebitda's and i think it's kind of the same for for a flex office now.
1: Yeah. And do you think that uh, valuers in the Netherlands, let's keep it uh, sort of local, uh, do, do they have the right model now? Do you think that flexible office space is is valued? Correctly.
0: I think they are still uh, struggling a bit also because you know, there are, is not a lot of evidence, specifically if you're an owner and operating one, what's the value of that that, that Flex Office. We, we're seeing more approaches, more models, uh, and, and we are definitely getting better at it. Uh, the valuers are. Uh, but they're still struggling. So uh, we need more data, we need more evidence also for them yeah. uh, to really... Uh, more transparency. Uh, more transparency, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: As um, the value of Flexible Office space is such a hot topic, I've asked my colleagues from our valuation department to uh, send me some questions for you. So if you're ready, then I would like to uh, go to the first question.
0: Hi Robert, a question from Wendell Hulsbos, senior valuer at Settles. Some Flex offices can be considered as operational real estate in which the return of the real estate is directly and deliberately linked to the revenues and profits of its use as a flex office. Therefore, the market rent that can be appointed for a flex office operator could be determined on a market rent component under potential revenue instead of a comparative approach. Is this something that valuers have adopted to your knowledge? not to my knowledge. Um, I think I can agree on the fact that it's definitely uh, operational real estate uh, and that that's an approach that, that we see uh, that failures take.
1: As you said before, like the comparison to hotels.
0: Yeah yeah and you you, you look at, at a normalized uh, income uh, EBITDA, uh, and and uh, and and put a, a yield on that. But I think it's also uh, we also see the, the 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 comparative method being used all the time.
1: We have another question for you, coming from our colleague Pim.
0: Pim Kai and I'm an associate director, head of fund within the valuation team. I have two questions. The first one is with the current market trends, higher inflation, increased construction costs, and higher yields. How would you consider? flexible office space in your valuation. Did the demand of this rise when you compare it to regular office space? And could you relate this to any past figures of regular office space demand? Yes, we see a a rise in demand uh, quite quickly after COVID as well. I think for a tenant who looks at the total cost of ownership and sees what happening is happening with inflation, with construction costs, uh, a flex office uh, offers uh, a good solution. Um, I think because you fit out the space, uh, there's uh, not a lot of capex that that has to go in it from a tenant point of view, um, and with short-term leases you can. Yeah, look at what the market is doing. Is that inflation? Uh, uh, does that remain high, or do I have the flexibility to just cre- uh, get a new lease uh, after a year or after two years? And also, um, they're looking at their uh, the size of their office now uh, after COVID and working from home. You know, wh- how many square meters do I need? Uh, And do I not even know how much I need in in one or two years? So a a flex office can also uh, offer a solution in that. So, and and how does that relate to to valuation? Well, we see occupancy uh, levels uh, really uh, being really high uh, and revenues rising also from from other income uh, sources such as uh, meeting rooms. So we see more companies getting together uh, on, a, on a on a location to to do a project or to work as a team for for you know one time or even uh, for a whole week so uh, yeah
1: and pim also asks can you relate it to a different period in time when did we last see such a rise in demand for flexible office space
0: well i think that was also the the moment we started with HK uh, and that was more from a necessity uh, also from a landlord standpoint uh because uh, there w- wasn't that much demand at all.
1: Was it around the global financial crisis? Yeah, it then? was
0: 2012 yeah. uh, that we started. But that, that was a different time. We see m- Then it was a solution for us as an owner as well. Mm-hmm. And now we see it as a solution also for for our tenants uh, more and more. Let's go to the second question. When we see a flexible office space described in a valuation, it could be with a higher risk. You could translate this in a higher yield. But is this actually true? What's the average time that a tenant leases flexible office space and when they evolve into a more stable tenant, are you able to then facilitate them as well? We see retention rates uh, for our flexible offices, so, so the, the, the offices that are leased most of the time around a year. Uh, we see retention rates being quite high and, and the, the average period that a, a tenant stays with us is around 2.7 years okay, uh, so it's 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 they have the flexibility, but they stay almost three years.
1: yeah, and then it's coming closer together, I think because normal conventional office space, the normal lease term was around you know it could be twenty fifteen years and it's it's coming down, yeah. I think.
0: yeah, we see that also for our other buildings uh, within the NSI portfolio. Uh, and um we we try to offer that flexibility throughout our portfolio as well uh, because we see that as long as you, Uh, deliver the right service and have the right location, it doesn't really matter that they stay for three or five or ten years because they will stay longer with us anyway.
1: And then if we look at trends for the future, do you think that flexible office space is really sort of like a challenger of the conventional office space? Do you think they will sort of uh, exist next to each other?
0: I think personally that it will be the new normal of a multi-tenant office building. I think that you need to provide services to your Tenants in a multi-tenant building, and they demand they demand it, and uh, so I think we will see single-tenant buildings. We will see multi-tenant buildings that have that are either operated by an external operator or by the landlord uh, themselves, uh, such as we do. Uh, and you have buildings that are, well, uh, there for redevelopment, so to say. Uh, but I think those will be kind of the taste. Uh, it will be the new... Uh,
1: I also have the feeling, if we go a couple of years back, that maybe a flexible office operator was like the last tenant to be signed into into a multi-tenant building to sort of fill up the, the, the space that was left. And now I, I see a lot of transactions in the media of the flexible office operator actually being the first yeah. tenant to be signed in the building and then work as a sort of Yeah, a magnet to attract other tenants, being able to use uh, shared uh, spaces and meeting rooms and things like that. Do you you also see that?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, I think at Landlord's, it gets a, a win-win in the, in that case if they uh, lease it out to uh, an external operator. They got that operational side done. That they, uh, you know, it, it's comfortable and they, like you said, it's a it's a magnet. It's a, it's the motor for the building to uh, to uh, to to provide for for services and flexibility.
1: Another, I think, important trend for the future is, of course, we touched upon it a little bit already. ESG. Uh, how important is environmental factors, social factors, when it comes to flexible offices?
0: It's it's very important and it's getting uh more important every every day uh, and it's something that that's one of the like I said one of the main pillars that that we have as well we see that uh, companies demand it uh but not just the companies themselves but also the employees within the companies they want to know okay what are you doing to create that better world for us uh, and and uh your 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 uh, real estate and your uh, your office is uh a, is a, is a, a big uh, is an important factor in that for for a company as well
1: can make a huge difference in your uh, carbon footprint.
0: Exactly, exactly. So uh, we see it as something that we can help also the tenant with. Besides the fact that, of course, we want to do it. You know, we want to do it for ourselves as well. As an investor, we want to take a responsibility, uh, and we're doing that. So yeah, really important.
1: And if we make it specific, uh, when it comes to sustainability, what makes a flexible office maybe a more sustainable solution than, so to speak, conventional office space?
0: Well, I think. That's mainly defined by, I think, two things. How sustainable is the building itself? Yeah, so the property. The property itself, that's, that's the main uh, uh, factor. Uh, and and there you can you know really make that change as, a, as an owner, as a, as a landlord. And besides that, you have the, the, the operational side. And I saw so many times, because I also was an asset manager within NSI, and I saw so many times the new tenants creating their office, too big, a lot of capex, new walls, uh, new furniture and after uh one and a half years say, oh, no, okay, we don't need it anymore or we're growing so we're demolishing it and every tenant that comes by says no i want to do it uh, i want an, a, a different interior so i will demolish everything take it out and and build it up again and again and again so i think that the ways that that we create in that model is yeah, so unnecessary as well. And I think a flex office, uh, uh, if you give the right tools for a company uh, to create their own branding, uh, can, can make a difference in that as well.
1: And um, do you see that the offices in the NSI portfolio or in the NHK uh, portfolio locations that, uh, that have invested in sustainability, are they uh, being able to attract a higher rent?
0: that's uh that's in the end The what question you want. right that's the yeah. question I'm not sure if we can see that evidence uh, already uh, and it's also difficult to say it's because you invested in sustainability you get a high rent often theres other buildings that you you uh, you have your focus on as well and,
1: and location
0: location so. and the interior is part of it as well and especially for for HK buildings but what it does mean is that service cost uh, can remain at a normal level and I think that's also a really important item for for tenants at the moment.
1: Robert we're coming to the end of this episode um of course the theme of this episode was the value of flexible office space if I were to summarize um, uh, what the value of flexible office spaces or better uh, better yet how to value flexible office space then what is sort of the message that you would like to send to all valuers in the Netherlands?
0: Very a good question the question I think I think uh, the answer is I think more transparency uh, so we need like a benchmark of, of flex office you know those revenues that are created for all different kinds of products uh, how can we compare it so we know that the revenue that comes out of a building is 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 uh, normalized is is, is less R- has less risk in it than perceived sometimes.
1: And is that res- the responsibility of the values or also of the operators to uh, sort of make that information uh, available?
0: Yeah, I think both ways. I think we need to 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 have that discussion uh, more often, also together with, with operators. Uh, but we, yeah, we, we keep our cards to ourselves so to say uh, uh, at the moment, I think. And l- like I mentioned before as well, I think the, the, the split yield method, I think we need to use that more you know look at that base case for that building you know i will probably get that ERV, and i i get a premium for my flexi- flexible product for my flex office and you uh capitalize that part uh, with a higher risk uh on it but um yeah at least that's that's i think i think better than put a high risk on that whole cash flow of that building. Yeah, I think that's not not uh, quite fair uh, often.
1: No. We're already coming to the end of this episode, uh, Robert. Uh, it's going uh, really fast. Um, but I have one final question for you. It's the same question I asked to all of my guests. And that is more... Looking into the future, what would be a dream project for you? And that could be, you know, the opening of a very special H&K location, but it could also be something totally different. It's up to you.
0: Okay. Well, the first thing that pops in my mind is uh, the opening of the Port H&K together with ING. Yeah. I think that will be an awesome place
1: and uh, when is that uh, scheduled
0: i think it's now 2026 that is the uh, expected uh, date of delivery yeah yeah
1: world might look totally different then
0: yeah yeah i think more more flex so that will be uh, that that will be great
1: Thank you Robert Sparreboom Head of Customer Excellence at NSI We've talked about flex offices Becoming ever more important In addition to big corporate headquarters Especially flex offices Which offer quality, sustainable space And additional amenities and services Which are, so to say, plug and play This was No Stone Unturned by Savils Please subscribe to this podcast When you don't want to miss a thing And give us a rating in your favorite podcast app